Blog Good Talk Radio. Good evening, everybody. Another episode of Brew and Angel. Just waiting for George to get off the shitter and join us uh, for tonight. Uh, a lot of stuff going on in the world of sports tonight. Um, you know, some postponements of games due to the social incident uh, regarding uh, Jacob Blake um, in the NBA. There was also a cancellation in MLB with the Brewer, Brewers and the Reds. But I guess we'll go over some of the stuff of sports today in terms of scores. Uh, Mets actually won another game for Jacob deGrom. Amazing. Um, Yankees dropped both sets of a doubleheader to the Braves. Looks like Aaron Judge is hurt again, and it looks like it is at right calf. So who knows how long he's going to be out for. Um, I don't know if this is a season-ending injury. However, with this type of injury, you can never tell. Um, world of uh, hockey today. George is going to be totally pissed off when he gets on the phone. Uh, Lightning are beating the Bruins right now, 7-1. to one. That's probably what he means that he's on the shitter. Um, he's just with the rest of the Bruins. Um, Philadelphia tied up their their game with uh, the Islanders with a 4-3 win in overtime today. And then we have the Avalanche trying to get back into the series versus Dallas, and that starts actually right now. So, you know, hopefully we'll get you some updates on those scores when that happens. Let's see here. Run off some other scores for you while we wait for George. Completed games, we have the Indians beating the Twins, 6-3. Baltimore losing to the Rays, 4-3. I love it every time Boston loses. Uh, So Toronto beating the Red Sox today, 9-1. Thank you, Lord. Uh, Phillies, they went over the Nationals, 3-2. White Sox over the Pirates. 10-3. 10-3. Hey, look at that. The Pirates actually got a hit today. That's good to see. Uh, Detroit beating the Cubs, 7-6. to And then currently underway, you got Colorado with a 2-0 lead over Arizona. Tie game over in the Battle of Missouri, where you have the Cardinals and the Kansas City Royals, 2-2, final the seventh. The Red Hot Oakland A's. 3-1 over the Rangers. Can we get them to play a team outside of Texas? I just feel like they just destroy every team in Texas right now. Have they even lost to uh, the Rangers or the Astros? I don't know. Let's see here. All right. Yeah, it really is amazing. When you, I know George and I hit it last week where the Grom might be a Hall of Fame pitcher. And he might be a Hall of Fame pitcher with a 500 or less than 500 record with the way the Mets played for him. Actually, Christ, they didn't even get the they didn't even get the win for him. They 
the bullpen blew the game. Hmm. So, seven innings, two hits, one run, two walks, 14 strikeouts. This poor guy. ERA of 198. He's only 2-0 in six starts. Wow. Career mark of 68 and 49. 261 ERA. Boy, that's ain't fair. So, excuse me. So he's age 32. How many more years of dominance do you think he would actually have? Yeah, if you're out there, call in while, while I'm waiting for George. It's uh, numbers 563-999-3488. Um, let me know. This poor guy, maybe what, another two, maybe three years of dominance, and he's only going to show for a barely 500 record. He might be the first Hall of Famer with barely 100 wins. That was a starter. Forty-nine strikeouts in thirty-five innings. A point eight whip, dude. The guy's amazing. Hold on. Hey, Aloha. Aloha. So, I was letting the listeners know. That you were taking a shit, and I oh, hope thanks. it went better than the Bruin game today. I like to call it a Bruins. <laughs> What's Bruin with Brew? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it was. Uh, oh, appreciate you telling everybody. Why well, I'm late, but you know. Well, listen. Yeah, I it, am. It's 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 a nature thing. Everybody got to go take a shit. And after watching or seeing this uh, this Bruin game, I'm sure you had to take a shit. Yeah, it was it was partially that. I just it was like one of them where like I don't know if I want to try to make it home or not. Now I'll do it here. <laughs> um. So what? Well, we don't have any basketball to talk about tonight. Well, there's still some basketball to talk about, um, but listen, I, I guess... WNBA. What happened? Not the WNBA play today. They actually did. I'd rather uh, watch but, them anyway. You know, so here's the thing: like, I don't, I don't blame them for not playing today. Um, I, I think suck it up. they need, yeah, but you know, I think they needed to kind of get refocused here. Um, you know, the, the whole videos of what actually came out with the whole Blake shooting, you know, when you just saw the one aspect of it was absolutely, you know, it can jar you, especially in the climate right now. I get it. Uh, but, but you know, what, Angel? Always know that there, there's always two sides to a story. And, and if you're looking for racism, you're going to find racism. It's, right. It's everywhere with all people. 
It's this isn't you know, and, uh, strictly white in you know white on black or black on white. You know, everybody has some form of racism in them, and that's just a matter of fact. Um, but this incident, if you really look at the big picture and everything here, it wasn't a racial incident. No. You know, did a black person get shot? Yes. That that happened. It was the officer white? Yes. But before we go and condemning everybody here, let's take a minute. Let's listen to the Attorney General of Wisconsin. Let's take a moment and let's see the facts. And I'm sure when the facts all come out, there'll be some justification in terms of what happened. Uh, Apparently, uh, there was a knife recovered in the vehicle. Um, there, there was a struggle. There was taser. So there's a lot of things to this. There's a lot of moving parts, not just you know going around to to the front of your car and getting shot in front of your kids. There's more to it. Well, there always so, is more to it. And and as you know, and, and here's the funny thing: the people that scream and yell for the cops to have body cams, the cops to have dash cams. They only want it released when it benefits them. Hi, Al Sharpton. And that's a great point. And I thought about it before, up, and Jesse I totally James? forgot about that point. Because we you know, do need to see the body cam. Yeah, you we know do what? need that. See that. But see, but here's the thing: if the body cams help the police, you'll never see them. They'll be on Blaze or they'll be on Fox News or One America or one, you know, whatever other conservative one. You'll never see the light of day on ABC, CBS, NBC, CNN. It'll never see the light of day on those. So when when the deck is stacked against anybody... You know, every time I see a cop, I thank him. Just I usually wait know the job when I'm driving by. Yeah. I mean, it, it is to the point of, you know, when you're constantly getting shit on, there ain't enough toilet paper in the world to clean yourself up. You know, it's just like the other thing in Wisconsin where, you know, people are protecting stores that are being looted and people pulling guns on them, knives on them, skateboards on them. And then you defend yourself and then you can first degree homicide charges put against you. Well, that ain't right either. Well, look at the McCluskey's, you know, um, they defended their property when Black Lives Matter, you know, marched on their on their home, you know, en route yeah. to the mayor's home. And who was the ones that were arrested? The legal gun owner. Yeah. They were the ones who were who were arrested. Now, thankfully, you know, the AG uh 
drop the charges. But this is kind of where, you know, you know, and I don't want to get too political today, but, you know, we have to see both sides of the story. And you know what? It's good that the NBA takes the day off. You know, I I read the the statement from, you know, and I heard uh, George Hill, I forgot who the other person was, uh, speaking on behalf of the Bucks. And I thought they spoke good. Uh, They express their frustration with what's going on and it's good you know let, let them you know let's give them a minute to to really you know compose themselves hopefully in that time more information comes out about this you know I, I don't know but, you know get, but this actually helps me a lot because Do we care what millionaires think? Because they're always the first ones to pop off at the mouth, spread misinformation, and then never get to react to and be like, well, now that you know the facts, what do you think? And then the question never gets asked to them. Well, because there's no real journalism anymore. Huh. You know, it's... Uh, you know, it's either you have a far right or a far left. You never have a down the middle journalism. There's no more Walter like, even e- Right. Even with ESPN, I think ESPN has gone far left. And yeah. it's, it's hard. And it's they're hard trying for me to, to watch. And they're trying to rein themselves back in. Right. And like, I was a religious ESPN watcher. You know, I watched ESPN Sports Center every day, all day. And I want to say in the last three to four years, like, I've seen such a huge shift. And I can't watch it anymore. I, I barely listen I, to uh, to talk radio now, especially on ESPN. Um, can I tell you the last, I can give you the exact last day that I was a religious ESPN watcher unless there was a game on and I mind you, I still watch college game day every weekend because Reese and Kirk and Coach do a great job. But the last time, and I have not wavered, that I listened to ESPN on the radio or watched ESPN for anything other than a game or college game day, and I don't watch football college game day. I don't even watch basketball because that's a waste of time. It was November 11 of 2011. When they had the pitchforks ready in State College, Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. with their choice selective bullshit. I was done with because it turned into opinion and not fact. But, but see, like that—that's—I had a conversation with my cousin today, and that's what we talked about. And I told him, like, you never—you know—one of the reasons why I don't like watching the news, either side really, is because you—it has become 
opinion-based material and not fact-based. Uh, and there's no – you hardly get any recanting if they get something wrong. You know, you, you hardly get anything like that. Uh, and you never get the pure journalism anymore. Everybody is so interested in their own opinion. And listen, we're doing a talk show, uh, talk show right? So a lot of what we do is yeah. our opinions. But and, and there's we've never no... said that we are breaking news here. We're not. We are giving our opinions of the events that have led up. Like I, I will never say that I'm a hard news guy. I will never. I've broken two stories in my life. I've broken more plates than I have broken stories. Yeah, like I. I, I I've broken two stories, and basically because, but I'm still not big enough to where it matters, you know, and and I'm okay with that, but it's always a good feather in the cap when big J journalists break shit, you're like, oh, I knew about that first. Now I'm thinking about it three. There were three things I broke. And I could tell you all three of them if you want. Go for it. There, remember when there was a sleeper team involved in a trade for Ilya Kovalchuk? Yes. Yeah, I was right on the devils on that one. Um... Wes Welker had missed a week in Patriots camp, and it was because of a death of a loved one. And when Cat Osterman unretired, I knew it the night before, and just went on and said, "There's big news in professional softball." That was it. But other than that, I don't care to break news because you know what? Those guys get shit wrong wrong more often than not, anyway. I'm not going to beat my chest and go, ooh, look, you know, blah, blah, blah. Who cares, dude? It's like the Schefters of the world need to break news. That's what they get paid to do. We get paid to sit around bullshit about sports. So do you want to talk about sports now? Sure, why not? All right, so I'm going to leave that shit turd that you had. Before I'm going to not talk about that right now. Um, oh I will talk about good news for you. Um, What's that? Aaron Nola Day. He's a high Aaron Nola Day. pitches. Yeah, I know you're happy to hear that. Uh, so they win today. Um, looks like Aaron Judge is going back on the DL while the Yankees get swept by Shocker. the Braves. Shocker. Yeah. Wait, that calf again. where did I say? Wait, who was right about that one? You didn't break that, so leave me alone. Go, go, you know, go back on the shitter. Two guys with a thumb, with two thumbs at exit 140 on the jersey on the Garden State Parkway. That would be me. <sighs> I knew that wasn't a 10-day thing. I thought you guys were nuts for thinking it was a 10-day thing. But that's my opinion. My opinion was that it wasn't going to be a 10-day thing. 
He's a terribly slow healer. You know, you, you have him, you know, swearing up and down that he could have played the next day, and that he didn't know why the Yankees put him on the DL. Or IL, I'm sorry. And then his first game back, or did he play in game one? I don't, I'll double check that. But this happened in game two. Uh, running the bases, you know, he gets hurt again. He is a slow healer, man. You know, if the Yankees are smart, the Yankees would sign him right now to an extension. Get you know, throw him a number. You know, it's not going to be anywhere near a Trout or a Mookie Betts, but throw him a solid number. Because he's maybe older than exactly. How old is but plus Josh? he's? Uh, I want to say he's twenty-eight. Hold on, I'll tell you in a second. Twenty-eight years old. How old is Hart? Bryce should be just about the same, if not maybe a year older. Hold on. Uh, Bryce Harper is 27. Okay. So Bryce signed a 10-year deal at 25. 13. 12-year deal at 25. 13-year deal at 25. That is Bryce's last contract. He maximized the shit out of that last contract. Trout is... He left money on the table. 30? Who, Trout or Harper? Trout. Oh, absolutely. If he takes a 10-year deal to 35, he gets one more five-year fade so he got 12 at 4.30. And how old is Trout when he signed him? Well, it goes into effect, into effect, I want to say, next year. Okay. Or how is it old this is Trout year? Now? 29. That takes him to 42. If it's next year, it's 41 if it's this year. But think what about it. These guys are household names and have been for 10 years. Seriously. Bryce Harper's been a household name since he was 12. Yes. Trout's been a household name since 2010 or 11. Granted, Aaron Judge went to college, you know, rose through the minor league system. Uh, blah, 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 blah. But how long his – I don't know if physically he's going to play as long as Bryce. To, uh, Judge. Judge is the Judge is an anomaly. 
just like Jacob the Grom is. Like, the Grom didn't become huge until he was, like, 27. Right. Right, he's 32 years old. That's why it was so hard to figure out what you were going to give him. And which, you know, I, I was thinking about it, and I actually had this conversation with a Met fan recently. Everybody was killing Brody for giving him that deal. In hindsight now, that is an amazing contract for that type of ace. And what can you fleece teams if you actually decide to trade him right now? Oh, you can and get I would, everybody's I top would, yeah. three prospects and a major league ready player. And I, I think I think maybe it's time to do this. You know, now oh, I, I love. I think if you do that, look, I don't think any major deals can be done with the Mets until the sale goes. Not like the Marlins, but in, in all fairness, whoever buys that team has got to be the one to make the decision. Because if you buy that team and they trade the Grom. Next Monday, <coughs> all right, before the deadline, let's say. Well, you are going to have a very pissed off bidder on the match. I don't know about that. And the reason why I say that, what has every new owner done in baseball? They're paying this amazingly absorbent price for the team. And then the first thing that they turn around and they ask the front office and the GM is for cost certainty with the major league team. Um, I can see them saying, if this is a $2.5 billion sale or $3 billion sale, you're going to have maybe something like what happened with the Marlins. Because they're looking to recoup money fast. And the one way that they're going to be able to recoup money fast is by selling off players. And oh, I think you know, that's fans' revolt. Fans, I mean, yeah, listen, if the fans stuck through the will pond, and you get, let's say, Aaron comes in and say, "Listen, this is what we're going to do. This is how we're going to build. It's going to be tough at first, and I don't think, but and I don't think Aaron's going to do, do that." Well, I don't think so either. However, you know, if, if you have somebody that like, I think that, he, and I think the only owner, like I, the, the Cohen, right? That's the other guy that's been on the Mets. Correct. I I don't know enough about him. I do not see a Rod. I I, can, I know enough about Alex Alex Rodriguez to say that a Rod is not doing that to the But see, you don't know that because if the reports oh, are I true do. and he is and he is thinking, you know, four hundred million dollars of him and J Lo's money. A-Rod I think and remember Arod has been outspoken in terms of putting a salary cap in place. 
so he he wants a salary cap. He's okay with a salary cap. You know, I'm saying, hey. Oh, I want a salary cap in baseball too. I, don't I think. I, think so. I I firmly believe baseball needs a salary cap because if you have a cap, you have a floor, and if you have a floor, teams are going to have to spend money. What the Marlins are pulling is never going to happen. Don't say right. the Marlins because it's more than just Marlins. Have you seen the Pirates? No, there's, okay. there's more than just one team. Them too. Yeah, but you, you know, look for at... Year, for years, Kansas City got away with it. For years, um, i trying to think who else are the bottom feeders in terms Don't of the payroll. Tampa Bay. Look at Tampa Bay's salary. Go to Sports Track and look up Tampa, the Tampa Bay Rays salary. No, they're in the middle they're of the road. I, I want to say they're about they're about they're middle million, of the road. Yes. You're telling me I, I baseball can't that. put a cap in at 160? But they make the floor 90. Uh, yeah, 160, I think, is wrong. You know, I, you know, if you got the if you got the luxury tax right now at two eleven or two twenty, which one is that right now? How can you expect right, teams to now go to one sixty arbitrarily? Right, I'm using one sixty arbitrarily because the NFL, who has way more players on it, is one ninety. Think about that, Angel. The NFL has tripled the amount of people in training camp. Double the amount of people on game days on their active roster. And their salary cap is 190. You're telling me baseball can't get down to 160? Yes. You know, what Okay, so with football, you got the 190, right? Of that, roughly, if you have an established quarterback, especially it's right 25%. now, right. So the realistic number, if if let's say 200, so 25% of 200 is 50 million, right? So that brings you down yeah. to 150. The 154, 51 other guys, and then you yep. got to pay your DNs and. What happens here is that really kills your veteran players because they get cut for cheaper, younger talent. Yeah. You see all the time. That's why, that's why, they're, that's why they're, their salaries aren't guaranteed. You know, they're not guaranteed. No. You know, so. But again, your, bol- your pitching staff. Could be eighty million, right? It's thirteen guys. That leaves seventy million. If you said one fifty, if your pitching staff is ninety million and you and you go to one sixty, you're the half of your roster is eighty million dollars. Yeah, but 
you know, you, you're taking away. So you can't uh, figure out 12 guys, 13 guys, at, eight, at six million bucks a piece on an Okay, average? so my question to you, my question to you, yeah. there are contracts already out there. Because what you're going to have to do here... And you grandfather you, them in because you have to. So, but then what are you going to do? You, you can let to, teams be you know, over. What's the penalty of... What's the penalty of the 160? Like, how, how do you figure the futures of that contract as well? Let's say Trout, he has another 10 years left on his deal at $40 million a season. How, how do you factor, you also let's factor say, in that every year the cap will go up? But that's not, that's not a certainty because let's say you have this year. No, it's not because... Okay, but- it is a certainty, yep. because even with this year, even with this year, the leagues that are smart, the, the unions that are smart, are saying, let's not raise the cap next year. The NHL, right, Donald Fear and Gary Bettman deserve a Nobel Peace Prize for what they were able to accomplish. Okay, we're going to extend this out five years, or four years, six years, whatever they extended it out. Can you ever in your lifetime think that you'd be no. saying the NHL would have labor peace for 16 years? No. Right, the NHL is going to have labor peace for 16 years. They are not lowering the cap next year. Okay, they're keeping the cap status quo next year. Right. I forget if it's the next two years it's staying status quo or whatever. The third year, it's going up whatever it's going up, whatever percentage it's going up. Because there's a split in revenue. We've talked about this at a point where it's almost at nauseam about how much money baseball makes and how many of these teams use their local gate, their local concessions, their local TV and radio as pure profit. Treating these treating teams as if they're Fortune 500 companies we got to have a return in on investment for the shareholders. Why? Because the teams want so damn much that not one person owns them. Correct. There's no more Bob Crafts. There's no more Mark Cubans. No more it's Jerry consortium. Jones. Yeah. No more there's no more Maras. There's no more Tishes. There's no more Steinbrenners, even though Steinbrenner has limited partners. The Yankees still have partners. Of course, yeah. It's just that one guy owns when the old man bought the team for, for the ten million. Yeah, you know, when the old man bought the team for the ten million, it wasn't his ten million dollars that he paid for it. No, it was a, it was the partners. Yeah, but yeah, I, I get but that. But he was and, still, you know, like Jet, Derek Jeter runs the Marlins. He's got like two million dollars put into the kid. Yep. He owns the same amount that Jay-Z owned at the Nets. 
I own the same amount of Tesla that Derek Jeter owns in the Marlins. I don't get to go out and introduce the Model T. <laughs> so, you know, just get back to basketball real quick. I just got a report saying that um, they voted the players and the teams voted on whether to play the season or not. Everybody said yes except for two teams. The Lakers and the Clippers. To not play the season? Correct. Fucking Kobe is spinning in his grave right now. And I think either tomorrow or Thursday, they're going to have a Board of Governors meeting to determine what's the next step. So I guess there's no game for... Definitely not, nothing for today. I wonder you know if they're going to postpone tomorrow. This tells Which me I, that those guys are sick of being in the bubble. Well, Paul George came That's out and said That's all it tells Paul George came out and said the reason why he hasn't been playing good is because he has he's letting the bubble get to his head. Yeah, that's, that's what Paul George, George Yeah, that's what he said is his issue. Yeah, yeah, right. No, it's because the NBA is soft. Well, yeah. The whole league is fucking soft. And the fact that the hey, fuck, you know, David Stern is rolling over in his grave right now. He'd been like, get the fuck back on the court. Why? You know, because I these guys watching. aren't playing for their playoffs fucking, their playoff share is not enough. The fact that they had to play at the end of the fucking regular season. You know what? This is where the NBA fucked the whole thing up. They should have done a fucking conference tournament type deal to get into the playoffs. Not this bullshit eight games. Everybody's going to play eight games and it's going to be seeding. That's horseshit. This is the problem with the NBA. This is why their ratings stink. This is why... People don't care about that league. If people cared half as much as ESPN thinks they care about that league, people would actually watch the shit. And they're not going to continue to continue the season because of this thing in Wisconsin? Give me a fucking break. You know, listen, I totally agree with you in terms of the fact of, you know, why they're not playing. Where's that let's, report come you know, from? It, Please it, say it was Woj. I think it was Woj. And that's the only way I'll believe it. Hold on. Let me go back. No, it's from Shams. I don't even know who that guy is. Was he from the Athletic or something? I think so. Hold on. Why? Because they're seeing how much fun the NHL players are having, 
and wish they were having that much fun in the bubble? Fuck that. That league can go to hell. God forbid they get to stay in luxury Disney hotels and they're fucking crying like crying like little bitches. Fuck that league. And the Clippers don't want to play because they're gonna to lose to the fucking mess. Dude, Luca's amazing. Huh? Luca Doncic is fucking amazing. Could you imagine yeah. if he said that if he said the op the same thing to the player that said it to him, the fucking outrage it would be. They'd want him thrown out of the league. Fuck the NBA. <clears throat> yeah, and, and while we're at it, fuck the rich and fucking brewers too. Give me a break. You know, you're fucking getting actually, uh, <laughs> Throw a pair, sweetheart. You know, I actually uh, was talking to Frat the other day about the thing that happened with uh, Luca, and I said, yeah. you know, if if this was if this was the reverse situation, and you already saw what, what the outcome is with Mason Rudolph and Miles Garrett. Yeah. You know, they said, oh, well, my, you know, Miles Garrett said he used a racial term, and that should never happen. When this happens to Luca, yeah. you know, it's in the heat of the, it's in the heat of the game. You got to take it in context. So, you can say that in the heat of the game, but if a white person said it to a black person, it's a major issue. Like it was, and you know, obviously nothing came out of came out of it on Rudolph's side because it, nothing was proven that he said anything. You know, no, because there's microphones space. on the fucking. There's microphones in the shoulder pads of the of the linemen. They went back and listened to it, and they never heard anything. Right, but yet, you know, what was the first thing that they said about Miles Garrett? He served his time. He's fine. Don't worry about it. Like it was almost an apology. You know, they're almost being apologetic for Miles Garrett yep. and what he did. And if he connected with the the helmet. He could have killed that guy. You hit, you hit him, you hit him in the head with, or on the temple, with that helmet. You could do some permanent damage to Miles Ru- uh, Mason Rudolph. Now Mason Ru- Rudolph could be the biggest punk in the world. But once again, you know you can't have this double standard where you're apologetic to Miles Garrett because you're trying to paint him as the victim even though he was the aggressor. And now you flip and you know, around. And the pounties were there. And the pounties were there. And I'm sure the pounties would have been like, yep, he said it. Pounties would have turned yeah, around and hit him himself. The rest were right next yeah. to it. They're, they're in the middle of the whole thing. Yeah. But Luka yeah, Doncic just... is a beast, man. You know, yeah, I got great respect for that kid. And you know, if they if they delayed it, the games for tomorrow, that's great for the Mavs. That helps him out because yeah, because it gives Luka another day to rest, and it gives Porzingis another day to rest. You know, hope and you talk about the NBA being soft. 
KP is showing how soft he is right now by not playing yeah. any of these games. Well, I mean, he's got a history of knee problems. Emphasis you know, and he's, and, and he's got menstrual problems. I mean, but, you know, I, this is legitimately the most I've talked basketball on this show ever. Because <laughs> I don't care is, about the NBA. You know, I, I like basketball. You know, I loved playing when I was a kid. <clears throat> but, um, you know, I... I went away from the NBA for a long time, and that was mainly because the Knicks were shitty. Um, but, you know, I still love to watch it every once in a while. And watching it recently, uh, and watching Luka a lot, because I've been watching his games a lot. I've been watching Zion and, and uh, the Pelicans. Um, I'm a huge Luka fan. Like, this kid, has, he's not soft. You know, you get this... Uh, um, Reputation about European players, not this dude. He is not soft at he's all. And he's been playing with grown men for eight years now. Yeah, you know, he he is he is a man. But you know what? That reputation for European players isn't fair. Kukoc would had play with balls. Drazen Petrovic played with balls. Body Dottie, we like the body, played with balls. Dirk played with with balls. Like, where did this... It was probably from an agent that started the, oh, all those European guys are soft because they were taking all the fucking jobs. Maybe. Yeah, I'm sure that there was a lot of... There was a lot of soft. I mean, there's been soft and charm and white, you know, Americans too that play in the NBA. Oh shit, yeah. One hundred percent. But you can't really go with that narrative because if you go with that narrative, then you kind of like sink your league because your league is based in American talent. So you can't say that yeah, the, NBA, you know, the American play. So- I think the last time we actually talked NBA on here was, like, right after Kevin Garnett told fucking Carmelo Anthony his girl tasted like fucking Honey Nut Cheerios. (laughs) All right, like, that league is so soft. There's such a bunch of crybabies. They're crybabies. They're worse than soccer players. That's hard to be. I mean, Jesus Christ. When Like, you go back. Like, we watched The Last Dance, right? What the fucking Pistons used to do? Holy. Could you imagine Bill Ambeer and Rick Mahorn and, and Joe Dumars and, and, and Rodman back then? Can you imagine those guys playing today? Can, can you imagine anybody playing against Bird, Ainge, Parrish, McHale, and Wilson? Dude, these guys today could not. These those these guys today wouldn't even show up if they were playing Larry Bird. 
just because of how much shit Larry Bird talks. Well, Byron Scott was telling a, a, a Larry Bird story on the Dan Patrick show. I cried laughing listening to it. He's like, Larry Bird ran down the court and said, I'm going to shoot from here and hit. I'm going to shoot from here and hit. He was going to shot the whole night and they couldn't stop him. I mean, look what Michael did to Scotty Burrell. <laughs> These guys couldn't take Kobe giving them shit. Could you imagine what they would do if Michael was giving them shit? And Michael did that to his own fucking teammates. Michael did that to, to Scotty Pippen. <laughs> so imagine if he had a, a second wing or a second star like LeBron. And LeBron wasn't pulling his weight. Well, you LeBron know, gave exactly too much of a shit about off the court than he does about on the court. Really, Michael's film Space Jam was running four hours a night fucking full court. And not with scrubs. With the no. best players in the game. Not with Scrubs. Reggie Miller. With the best players in the game. Holy shit. These guys today could not survive. Could you imagine a guy... And it's in all sports, and I'm not just killing the NBA here. Could you imagine guys in the NHL looking over at the bench and Scott Stevens pointing at somebody's head and going, you're next? Or have a guy like Barnaby fucking calling you Planet, Cornelius from Planet of the Apes every night you play them? <laughs> and going behind the net after you going, Because <laughs> Matt did I miss that Barnaby. Shit. Oh, all right. Matt did that shit to Lyle Odewine every time they played. He would fucking start. Because <laughs> <laughs> he called Lyle Odewine Cornelius from Planet of the Apes. Oh, my God. Could you imagine today? It's insensitive, so you shouldn't be doing it. Marchand's the best fucking shit talker going. He's got the game to back it up. See, if you talk shit and you don't have the game to back it up, you're just a fucking canary. It's like, shut the fuck up. I'm going to ask you a question. I need your honest assessment here. Yeah. What is going on in Dallas and Colorado? It's one nothing stars. They're up two nothing in the series. What the hell's going on with Colorado? They got their number. Is that is it just that simple? Yeah. It happened. Boston cannot beat Tampa. 
of all the series that there was possibly there when we started this whole thing. This scared the shit out of me. Why? Because Boston cannot beat Tampa. They sure as fuck can't beat them now without two correct. And Tuga's not coming back, right? There is a chance he comes back next round. But he would have to re-quarantine. Right. And he had, probably hasn't seen a shot since game one of that series. Or game two of that series. Um... Oh, by the way, I also have to stand corrected. The WNBA did cancel their games today, postpone them. So just want to make sure we get that out there. That I was wrong on that one, so my bad. But go ahead, continue with the, with the NHL. Um, did you see the now-since-deleted tweet that the agent for a goaltender on a playoff team that's still playing – put out Saturday night? No, I did not. What did it say? It was a picture of said goaltender making a save with a sword going through his heart, blood dripping off the sword with his head coach's name on it. Hmm. Meaning the coach put the sword in his back. Said goaltender will probably play tomorrow because the guy who, let's face it, has not played a bad game until last night and gave you no inclination that he shouldn't be playing, finally laid an egg. And now Are it we is thinking about the, the goaltender. Uh-huh. Well, you know, listen, now's the time to, to make that switch. And once you have that bad game, you know. Like, and I, I, I was saying this to, to people, Knights fans, last night. I said, going into last night, can you actually say Leonard was bad? No. Was he bad last night? Yep. Should Flower start tomorrow? Yep. If Flower wins tomorrow, does he start the next game? Yep. Yep. What's that? What was that? Is that one one still? I mean, is that one one now, or is that? Uh... That's one one. Okay. That's not one one. Listen. In a game that was, and that was this game that was four two. I know it ended five two because of the empty net goal, but I don't count empty net goals because the only time those really matter is in gambling. When it comes to overs and spreads and everything, but there is nothing to me that said that the flower should have been playing. 
Should not have been playing. Should, no, should have been playing. Like, he, oh. Leonard was phenomenal. He was phenomenal in the round-robin games. He was phenomenal against Chicago. Went in three of the four games there. He's been phenomenal since he joined the Vegas Golden Knights at the trade deadline. All right? He played like, I don't know, he's up to like 11 or 12 games now. He's lost two. Last night was the first night where he was bad. And it happens. And that's why teams nowadays are carrying two top wing goalies that are going to win. I'm telling you, the days of Marty Brodeur playing 75 games in the season are so long done. That's why Marty's win numbers are untouchable. Because nobody's going to play long enough or play well enough to break it. <coughs> Marty was winning 48-50 games. Brain Hopi had that great year one year. What do you have, 48 wins or whatever it was? Yep. What's he been since? Marty was the was the picture of consistency. He won 40 games a year because they had to. You know? And, and, but nobody's ever going to play that many games ever again. Nobody's going to play 70 games in a season. The only person that well, could have done it was Flower this year. It's that was baseball. Because, you know, what was it, if you get somebody playing 162 games... That's going to be the outlier, where it used to always be the norm. So you'll never have somebody right. break Ripken's record. No. Ripken's is unattainable. Yeah. DiMaggio's yeah. is unattainable. Um, 56 games. Rip- I mean, 56 games is unattainable today. The only guy who could possibly do it is DJ LeMahieu. <laughs> He's the only guy possible. Because he doesn't strike out, and he puts the bat on the ball. But, hmm. you know, if he gets, let's say a guy gets to 49, right? He breaks the net. Like, say a guy's in the National League. Breaks, hits 49, all right. He breaks the National League record. Let's say in game 50, he hits a piss missile to third, the third baseman stumbles on it, throws late. That's going to be an error. You never know. If it's, a, if it's a home team official, they, they might give him the hit. Well, I'm not. Yeah, I'm saying many, if he's on the. I'm saying if he's on the road. I think there's too many variables, and there are. And, and, well. and pitchers are too good today. No. I mean. You can have a, you can walk a guy four times in a game if you have to. Nobody that, that there are some records that baseball people will never let break. Ripkins will never be broken. Because what do you finish at almost three thousand games? Nobody's playing three thousand games straight. These guys are in too good right. shape in the offense, and they have too many muscle injuries now. I think uh, the wins record is safe. 
that's Cy Young right yeah. there. Yeah, I think saves are um, safe. I don't know. I think saves. I think saves with, with the way the bullpens are nobody's used now, it's kind of like nobody's, get, nobody's it, getting a seven hundred. I don't know. I, I would give that. I would put that at the least point of, of all the records that we just talked about. I think strikeouts, the 57K, that doesn't get touched. Because, uh, yeah. once again, you, know, well, you have you to face, be a starter. If, the, if you face the Yankees enough, there's a chance. Even though strikeouts are up in the game today, the pitchers do not pitch long enough to get those three and four times through, through the order. So, I think that's safe. And, yes, if you play the Wins Yankees. Wins are never going to get so, touched. I think 3,000 strikeouts right. is going to be tough for guys. It's almost like uh, it's almost like 200 wins. Yeah. Uh, you know, we, we oh, talked I, about I, it. We actually talked about on the open of the show about the Grom because the Grom pitched today, seven innings, two hits, one run, two walks, 14 Ks. No decision yeah. because the bullpen get, gives it up. The second he leaves, Justin Wilson came in and farted up the storm. And then uh, Diaz blew the game. So, you know, they won today. But, you know, he's never going to get those wins. He's still stuck on, what, like 68 wins in his career? 32 years old. Maybe another two years of dominance left in him. But dominance for Jake DeGrom is like 14 wins. I know we we did this a couple weeks ago. Does he have to get to 103 Cy Youngs to make the Hall of Fame? You know what? I think this generation is so analytical. The wins are going to be, you know, irrelevant. Um, They're going to focus on the ERA. ERA. They're going to focus on the strikeouts, the whip, and the war. Those are, are going to be the stuff that they're going to focus on. Um, so, listen, he's going to have that in his bag. Like he's, yeah, I went over his stats today, uh, right before you got on. You know, he has a 180 ERA. His whip is .83. He has, yeah. I think, in 37 innings, 48 strikeouts. He's two and zero in six starts. What's wrong with this yeah. picture? Well, it's like I said to you the other day. You know, when you're who did who was the Braves pitching tonight? Was it Freed? Uh, Tim Freed pitched the second game, and then the number one uh, prospect Anderson pitched the first game. I mean, the Mets are like an like a mid '80s prototypical um, American National League team. Team, I would say. I, I don't think calling no, them National League team because no, no offensively, yes, because, but, but you know what? They don't do. They don't run the bases. They don't. Like play the defense. Mets need to start stealing bases. They don't oh. play defense, though. You know, a, a, a prototypical National League team to me is situ- situational hitting, strong pitching, and great defense and speed. That was a prototypical yeah. National League t- 
team for me. And this team yeah. doesn't run the bases well. Stole bases, wasn't much power. Um, right, this team has yeah, power, like the 86 I think. Mets, That was the thing with the 86 Mets, why they were so good, because they had guys who could, you know, you had Dykstra and Nail, you had Dykstra and Backman at the top of the order, Mookie. Right. Right, and then you had Carter who can hit the long ball, or not even a long ball. You had extra base hit hitters. Gary Carter was was a doubles machine. Keith Hernandez was a doubles machine. Darrell hit the long ball. <clears throat> Kevin McReynolds hit the long ball. Um, Kevin Mitchell could hit the long ball. And he, it, it, for being Roly Polioli, that dude could run too. Um, right. You know, Ray Knight, could, Ray Knight was an extra base hitter. Um, who the fuck am I forget? Uh, Santana was Santana was a typical eight hitter. Wait, well, yeah, got on base, duty short stuff. Moved guys over. Yeah, you know, like so, same with, with Ke- like Kevin. I Elster. always looked at American. Yeah, well, yeah, Kevin Elster, Jesus, was really good in Little mm-hmm. Big League. Um, he was amazing. He was beautiful, man. That guy was the first very, official very pink hat the light. Let me tell you, if there was Twitter around, that dude, Kevin Elster today would have been Derek Jeter. I can the see that. California surfer boy, good looks. Holy shit. I think I wanted to fuck him. On the staircase Still in do. the subway. I still do. I mean, he's a good-looking guy. He's only like 55. Um, but, like, I look at the American League, and the American League was always the power league because of the DH. Now, I think, you and know, that's why, for the longest time, the National League would always win the World Series because when it came down to pitching and defense, they had it. Right. But, all right, now I don't know why we go for that tangent. But back to the whole Flower Leonard thing. If that's your agent and you tweet that out, do you fire your agent before, like, the fucking tweet gets deleted if you're Flower? No, because I'll tell you right now, that tweet came out, and I'm sure I can find it for you to send it. That tweet came out, and I was on my way to dinner Saturday night. And I said to the person I was with, have you ever heard of this guy? Yes. He's a big-time agent. Oh, is he Flowers' agent? Probably. Oh, why? Look at this. you got to fire him. The exact words that came out of the person's but I wonder, in today's game, because, you know, another person you're with, I hope you had a great time. Um, oh, my God. I had fried clam chowder. That was unbelievable. Yes, fried clam chowder. I, I know, I can hear your mouth salivating. No, I'm oh, my dude. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, well, don't go to Cape Cod. 
<laughs> there ain't much that's not seafood on the fucking menus. Seafood yeah, well, that's or why I don't go to City Island. Both. Oh man, I'm sorry. Well, you know, funny, I... funny uh, story. When uh, we got uh, married, uh, we got married down on the Jersey Shore. You know, beach wedding, the whole nine. Um, mm-hmm. Really fun, really cool. Um, so we go for a tasting, and the chef invites us to a wedding. He goes, I'll put you guys off to the side, and, you know, we'll go over the menu. I'm like, all right, cool. So we get there, and I'm with my wife and my in-laws, and the wedding planner knows that I'm allergic to seafood. The chef knows I'm allergic to seafood. But they asked me, they're like, do you still want us to bring seafood to this tasting? And I was like, keep it away from me. However, my father-in-law loves seafood and will be a great judge for me. And I do want people to have seafood at my wedding. And he is paying for this whole goddamn thing, so keep him happy. I wish. So anyway. uh, Then I would have been like, fuck in, there's no seafood. So we're, we're uh, we're going through the menu. We're going through the tasting, and they're bringing out the appetizers. And, you know, there's not much coming to me. <laughs> because, you know, we got the bacon wrapped scallops, we got this, we got that, we got the oysters. And, once again, I'm feeling very lonely at this point. So Be like, could somebody sh- please bring them in some cocktail wings? So they bring over this next plate, and they're like, do you want to try these empanadas? I'm like, what kind of empanadas are they? They're black bean. I'm like, okay, first off, I hate beans. But since I'm not getting Did anything you... out of this, I'll try it. So oh, no. I take a, a, I take a bite. I start chewing. And then I'm like, hold up. I look inside, and there's pink. You son of a bitch. They had lobster Sam? with black beans. Yeah. And I'm like, uh, yeah, so I'm like, can I get some Benadryl, please, first off? Uh, and um, is this lobster in this empanada? And they're like, uh, yeah, it's a lobster empanada. I'm like, yeah, you told me it was a black bean empanada. They're like, oh, First of all, who sorry. the fuck make a black bean empanada? Second of all, well, why waste God's greatest creation and put lobster in I'm sorry. Empanadas can be filled with a lot of things. Chicken, pulled pork, kielbasa, beef, steak, Philly cheesesteak, teriyaki chicken. I'm trying to think of all the ones I've had. Pizza. Bubba gum. But dear God, don't waste lobster on fucking. We've got barbecue shrimp, Cajun shrimp, <laughs> popcorn shrimp. <laughs> That's all I got to say about that. <laughs> good, yeah, good. So I almost died. Nice. That sucks. Sorry to hear that. But, oh, I'm glad you didn't. Yeah, but... Yeah. But honestly, if that's me, you know, and I know who you're, who you're with. Yeah. Oh, and he's been out of the league. Like, how long has he been out of the league? About eight years now? Yeah. Uh, probably close to that, yeah. Yeah, so... I don't know. Maybe this could have been orchestrated 
by the flower. I I need to get in. I am Stanley Cup multiple times Stanley Cup winning goaltender. I need no, to get in. No, I don't buy it. I don't know. Like I wouldn't put it past him. You know, today's athlete, I wouldn't put it past. Um so knows him. So who I was with knows the flower and said that's not him. That's complete agent. Because no guy in a room will ever allow that to happen. Because that because it, it, it just makes the whole situation around the team bad. Especially look, Flowers gonna be there next year. Why piss on Pete DeBoer? Why why shit on the boar when you're the one with the contract next year, not Leonard? Yeah, but you know, maybe And I get it, he wants out? to play. Who the fuck's gonna take that money on? He's making like seven next year. Well you know, so you, you don't know. You know, like look at the Rangers situation. You know, does Hank come back at was it nine million or something like that? Because he's obviously going to be at, at best number two. This is circuit. We'll see. Here's the thing. So I think when so it comes to retires, like, if he retires, I you think when it comes probably to probably fit like, him in, especially hang. if you trade Gorgiev. I think it comes down to pride. With 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 the guy in New York, will yes. his pride let him? Yeah, and it's definitely pride. But like, Flowers been through this already, though. Right. Like, I'm sure he wasn't thrilled that Matt Miller took his job, but three to one last year. Granted. Up big in game seven. Yes, the penalty killed him, but he's got to make a save. Yes. <laughs> oh, by the way, up three to one in this series. Had three chances to move on. Maybe that's partially in Pete's head. It could be. I've seen this guy in the playoffs the last two years. You, you can't. Here's the whole thing. You can't fault DeBoer for what he's doing. No. You know, you're winning with the other goaltender. And, and what's the one rule in hockey? You don't get off the hot goaltender until he's no longer hot. No. You know, I think tomorrow, this is this what sport, makes tomorrow night so interesting. Right? This is what makes tomorrow night so interesting. First one out off the ice and the first one out of the tunnel. Then Pete's got answers. Pete's got answers to this. If he plays Flower, Flower plays great. Then what happens? 
that you got to say with flour. But what, what if he goes back to Leonard and Leonard just proves that yesterday was a joke or a fluke? And then you get another strong game from him. Yeah, what's it? it remember, hockey is the one sport where you can ride, be a number eight seed, and ride a hot goaltender to a cup. You yeah. know, they are the great equalizer. And part of riding the hot goaltender is you have to believe in him. You have, you have to believe that if there is a mistake, it's not a fatal flaw. I give Pete you know, credit. If I'm, if I'm going, I'm going with, with, with Leonard again. I'd have to at least one more Ooh. game. One more game. Ooh. That's, I know it's not popular, but once it, you know, I kind of just talked myself into that because once it, a hot goaltender, one game fluke. You know, unless you know. it's going to be a fluke going forward. It's a ballsy move to stay with them. Let's not forget there is so there is a back to back coming up in the series. I think it's between five and six. Which another thing that blows my mind with this year. You have eight teams in two cities. Why can't you play every other fucking day? Why do there have to be back? Well, listen, I think the thought, the thought process is there's no travel. There's zero travel going yes, on here. But, until you get but, to the... but why do you have to play back to back? For TV can... Uh... For TV responsibilities, I guess. Wouldn't TV you know, want to have two games a day? Look, if maybe you they, don't they want think... to run into what you ran into the first round, play at 6 and 10. Give a four-hour window. Play at 7, seven and 10.30. Give a three-and-a-half-hour window. Don't play, the, don't play these teams back-to-back back after they haven't played in four fucking months. Then don't play a game at one o'clock. Exactly. Or and if you're gonna play at one, do it on Saturdays. Do it Saturdays and Sundays. No, honestly, it's not like, like it's not like fucking Saturday night lives on it. You listen. I think one o'clock games are stupid because once again, you're trying. You got two things going on here, and I think we both agreed that we love the optic of the NHL setup. You know, I think we love that optic. And they're wasting it at the 1 o'clock game because theoretically, I know a lot of people aren't working right now, but theoretically a lot more people are working at 1 o'clock. So you're kind of wasting your product at 1 o'clock. So if you're looking to build the league and build the revenue for future mm-hmm. or build fans for the future, 
Go with the four and eight o'clock game if that's what you really want. You know, you don't want to go too late because you want the young kids to be involved. Start the East game at four o'clock and start the West game at eight. Well, and we all know, we all know we, that, that the, I'm sorry. Um, before we go any further, and, and I'm sorry I neglected to do this earlier. Um, we here on the What's Brewing in Sports Radio Network would like to send our best thoughts, prayers, and, and stuff like that uh, to the people of Louisiana and the Southeast um, tonight yep. as Hurricane Laura has turned into a bad bitch and is kneeling landfall as a Category 4 hurricane. And um, Where's it going, to Houston? No, Lake Charles, Louisiana. Ish. So it's gonna it's gonna go right up like the te- the Texas um, Louisiana border. And we just want to um, give you uh, our best wishes. Um, yes, I, look, um, if you can and you have the means to donate to the American Red Cross, because when something happens and being from New Jersey, as we both are, we saw the good work that the American Red Cross did here after Hurricane Sandy. You know, yes, they replenished their funds for the next hurricane and the next storm. But they also do a lot of work when there's a fire in your community and people are displaced. So if you have the means, and I'm sure there will be a number to text that will be coming out very soon, um, text to donate whatever you can to the American Red Cross because when (laughs) the last time I looked, when the first line of the hurricane service um, um, reports say, uh, wow, what the fuck did it say? It said, Shit, I forget what it's, I forgot the exact words, but it wasn't like it's gonna be all rainbows tomorrow. It was um, catastrophic, catastrophic um, inundation. Um, as of a couple minutes ago, the Iwolf um, catastrophic storm surge, extreme wind, flash flooding expected tonight in the early morning. Um, at one point, they had that they were already two and a half, three feet above on storm surge. This is going to be bad, and there's going to be tornadoes in the whole nine yards, and and just you know give them your hope. You know, there's a possibility that we see part of it too, Angel. I mean, that that's the scariest thing. Um, so yeah just just keep the people of Louisiana in your thoughts and prayers and like I know um when Lake Charles Louisiana when like Little League a couple of years ago like you know like it, it, it's gonna hit Louisiana it's gonna hit Arkansas you know and by you know and then by Friday it'll be over Tennessee I mean you know this this is just not gonna be good. And dear Jesus Christ, fucking Jim Cantore is on television. And he's in Lake Charles, Louisiana. 
So they know where that fucking storm's in because he's there. <laughs> I remember it was a few years ago. Not to make not to make light of this, right? But there was a place, there was a bar, and I think it was Jacksonville. I think it was like right after me and my wife were first got married. So it was like one of those ones that were in Florida, and um, they had a bar had a thing. It said, "Oh, Kentori's here. We're fucked." <laughs> and and you know, it, it made it's, it's me laugh. Sideways there. All right, we got ten seconds left in the show. Yeah, well, in the live part of the show. Yeah, so he is. Um, yeah, um, but yeah, I just want to get that in there. And alive. you know, I know we got people listening in, in in all those corners of this country. Please, if you can, you can. You know, don't sit there and 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 start robbing Peter to to, to donate. Like that, people understand. But if you can, even when you go to check out the grocery store and they ask you for money, just give them five bucks. Well, Stephanie Abrams is in Lake Charles too. She wow, they're both in Lake Lake Charles, Louisiana. This is definitely fucking missing them. <laughs> Boy, you gotta love it. But she's up to category four, huh? Yeah. Do you want to? You want to hear something scary? Good. This is scary. My wife said this to me the other day when we were driving home from, from Cape Cod. My wife says to me, how come every year you go to Massachusetts in August, there's always a major hurricane at the same time? I guess it's luck, I guess. Like we were there a couple of years back, there was this big storm. Then there was the one that was supposed to hit Hawaii. Then there was Irma. Then there was the one that hit, like, Houston. And it's like every fucking time we go up there. I was like, well, blame Kenny Chesney because I'm usually going up there to see him. (laughs) Storm surge is expected to push 40 miles inland. Jesus Christ. Where did the other one hit? I don't even know. Like, that one was such a... Sh- oh, thankfully, it wasn't... So, the center has... It, it wasn't bad. A, no, well, they got... No, this storm ate half of it. Right. You know, you're afraid that... <laughs> when will the water start... Marky Mark on a fishing boat. <laughs> I'll tell you, though, the Cajun Navy... Or you can donate to them, too. Like, I donate to them, usually. Because those guys do a great job, that Cajun Navy. And mm-hmm. they want, like, gas gift cards and shit like that so, like, they can, like, fuel the boats to help people because, you know, people, like, don't listen. Like, it's amazing in today's world that you don't listen to these people. Like, yeah, I, you know what? I'd rather fucking get out and, like... Holy shit. They got to miss New Orleans because this would have this would have been Katrina. Well, how far away from New Orleans is it? 
Oh, New Orleans isn't even in the rainbows. And this thing is moving, too. That's the only good thing. Like that storm that hit South Carolina last year that fucking didn't move. Right. I just sat there and fucking took a fucking dump on it. This thing's moving only 15 miles per hour. Sit there. Oh, my God, that one last year. That one, the one that hit hit Houston a couple years ago, just sat there. Yep. Part of, let's see, part of Beaumont, Texas, is starting to get center again circulation. Is it Beaumont uh, from Footloose? Was that the town? What? I forget. Bro, uh, they're legitimately, I've never seen this before, an extreme wind warning. Right? The dude on the Weather mm-hmm. Channel, that Rick Nab, Rick Nab, whatever his name is, he like used to run the Hurricane Center. Homeboy legitimately just said, there's a chance that this thing like moves so Lake Charles never hits, sees the eyewall. It'll see the eat the all the other parts of the eye wall. You'll never see inside the eye. He's like, he's like, you're just not, he's like, nobody's ever seen this. Hmm. This is fucking, this is going to be bad. If he wants to stay in the White House, he better fucking get this right. Well, yeah. Maybe cancel tomorrow night. Because he can't do tomorrow night, tomorrow night. He he better fucking push that back. Well, he can kind of use that for, you know, his comfort speech, you know? But he can't use it for the Has Trump ever given a comfort speech? Hold on. Once or twice. Let's do this not on here. Yeah. Yeah, I'll call you back. Well, I'm going to go to bed. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah, wife is it, happy it, today. Yeah. Oh, good. All right. I'll talk to you later. All right, buddy. I'm going to call my wife. Later, bud. All right, bye.